Hello everyone, this is Saurav from Edureka. What is deep learning? We'll understand how deep learning emerged. That is, what were the limitations of the previous technologies that led to the evolution of deep learning. First, we'll understand what is artificial intelligence and what exactly is machine learning. Then we'll look at various limitations of machine learning and how deep learning solves or overcame those limitations. After that, we'll understand what exactly is deep learning and we'll also look at various applications of deep learning. So I hope you all are clear with the agenda. Why artificial intelligence? Why do we need artificial intelligence? Now let us understand this with an example. So nowadays if you have noticed, if your car exceeds the speed limit, so you'll get a letter or basically a chalan at your home. How do you think that happens? Do you think that there's a person who is sitting in a chair and actually noting down all the number plates that crosses the speed limit? Well, that is not possible because there might be millions of cars that pass through that road. And at once, there might be many cars that will be passing through that road. So for a human being to actually do this task is next to impossible. Now let us see another approach to this particular problem. So what we can do, we can actually make use of cameras that will click the picture of the car that exceeds the speed limit. And then we can convert that picture into a text. For example, we have a UKPLATE. So in this way, the risk of human error has been reduced. And at the same time, machines, they never get tired. So because of that, you can capture all the images of cars that actually crosses the speed limit. Similarly, you can think of many other examples as well. It is used in order to recognize a sign that is in banks if you want to authenticate whether that person is the bank customer or not. And apart from that, it is even used for self-driving cars as well. So in US, around 30,000 people die every year because of road accidents. So that can be completely removed if we use the self-driving cars, which is based on the concept of artificial intelligence. People in MIT are using artificial intelligence in order to predict the future. It is even used in places where humans can't reach, for example, deep oceans or navigation in Mars. So in those places, we need machines which are smart enough to carry our tasks. So this is why we need artificial intelligence. Let us move forward and understand what exactly is artificial intelligence. I know the word sounds pretty complex and there are a lot of Hollywood movies that are based on artificial intelligence. If you have seen Terminator or Matrix, so all these movies are based on artificial intelligence. So basically, we want systems and softwares in such a way that they can imitate the human behavior. Now, what happens in artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence is accomplished by studying how human brain thinks and how human brain learns, decide and work while trying to solve a problem. And then we use the outcome of this study as the basis of development of intelligent software and systems. So our major goal is to have systems or softwares that can imitate the human behavior. The way they think, the way they decide, the way they solve a problem. So in that similar fashion, we want our machines to do that. So this is basically artificial intelligence in a nutshell. So let us move forward to various applications of artificial intelligence. Now I've listed only three of them, but there are millions of applications. For example, it is used in speech recognition. So whenever you search something on Google, so you can just tell Google and it will search it for you. Similarly, it is used for understanding natural language as well as for image recognition as well. And there are many, many other applications in which artificial intelligence finds its use. For example, it can be used in self-driving cars. It can be used in Siri for recommending some products. And even when you go to websites like YouTube or Pandora, YouTube knows which video you want to next. Pandora knows which song you want to listen to. How do you think this happens? It happens all because of artificial intelligence. So all of these are a few examples of artificial intelligence, but nowadays it is used almost everywhere. Now let us move forward and understand how to achieve artificial intelligence. Now in order to achieve artificial intelligence, there were a few technologies that came. 
First came machine learning. Now there were certain limitations of machine learning. In order to overcome those limitations came a deep learning. The concept of artificial intelligence is not new. It was first coined in 1956, but it was just a theoretical concept. Then in 80s and 90s we were talking about neural networks. But since we didn't have enough computational power, so we couldn't utilize it properly. But in late 90s and 2000s, we started using neural networks for machine learning. Then in 2006, the term deep learning was coined for the first time that overcame the limitations of machine learning. And from 2010, deep learning was used commercially as well. So this was just a small history about artificial intelligence, machine learning and deep learning. Now in order to understand this deep learning, first machine learning, and what were the various limitations of machine learning that led to the evolution of deep learning. So we'll move forward and understand what exactly is machine learning. Now what is machine learning? So machine learning is nothing but a type of artificial intelligence or you can say a subset of artificial intelligence. And it provides computers with the ability to learn without being explicitly programmed. So you don't need to hard code your machine for that. Let us understand this with an example. Whenever you give a certain input, we need to determine the species of the plant. And what is that input? That input will be sepal length, sepal width, petal length and petal width. So wherever we get these four parameters or these four variables, our machine should be able to predict what sort of a flower it is. Now how do you think that will happen? First what we need to do, we need to train our machine on the basis of the data that we have. So in this data we have sepal length, sepal width, petal length and petal width and we have species. So our machine will learn from this data it will determine what should be the length and width of the sepal and petal in order to classify it as setosa or versicular or other species of flowers as well. Now what happens next? So you have trained your data. So you have trained your machine from the data set. Then what happens whenever you give a new input to this particular machine, it will predict the species of the flower. So this is how machine learning works. It is nothing but machine learning in nutshell. Let us move forward and understand various types of machine learning. So the first type is called supervised learning. Now in supervised learning what happens you have input variables x and an output variable y. And you can use an algorithm to learn mapping function from the input to the output. Now let me simplify it for you. So what happens in supervised learning the data that you have already contain the classification. Now let me talk about the previous example itself. So from our data set we knew that if we have this width, this length of our sepal and petal so that will be the species of flower. So the classifications are already defined. So that will be under supervised learning. Now let me tell you how it actually works. So you have data. You divide that data into training data as well as test data. So on the basis of this training data, you train your machine. And after that, you create a model. So as you can see that this phase is called training phase. And after that, you create a model. Now in order to check this model to get the accuracy, you have test data. So you'll pass that test data and you'll see the accuracy. That is nothing but the actual output minus the output that is present in the test data. So with that you can get the accuracy. So this is nothing but uh, supervised learning. So we'll move forward and understand unsupervised learning. Now in unsupervised learning, unlike supervised learning, you don't have any predefined classes. So what happens? You have data. So on the basis of that data, you try to create your own class. You try to make sure that whatever class you create has high intra-class similarities and have low inter-class similarities. That means if I've created two class like this, class 1 and class 2, 
So the elements of this particular class should have high similarity, but at the same time, it should have low similarity with the elements of class two. So you can think of examples as well of unsupervised learning. For example, if I have a data about my customers, so if I have a website and there are millions of visitors on my website, and I want to make sure that I group people on various criteria. For example, I can group people on the basis of willingness to purchase a product that is there on my website or where they are coming from, what is the source, all those things. So I want to group my customers and I want to make sure that I have certain high priority customers and I have low priority customers and I have medium priority customers. So with the help of unsupervised learning, I can actually do that. I can make certain classes of people on whom I should focus more on as compared to the other class. So in marketing, this is how you can use unsupervised learning. So this brings us to our next type of machine learning, which is called a reinforcement learning. Now, what happens in reinforcement learning? The machine learns by interacting with space or an environment. So it learns with its past experience and also by new choice exploration. Now I'll take the analogy of dogs. So if you have any dog or a pet at your home, so if you have trained your dog in order to get the newspaper and if it gets it, then you reward it with some chocolate or things that the dog likes, right? So the dog will know whatever he has done, he's actually rewarded for that. So it'll continue doing that. But apart from that, if he does something else, if instead of the newspaper, he brings something else. So what you'll do, you might even punish it. So because of that, the dog will come to know that it has to get a newspaper every morning. Now, the same example is there in front of your screen. So you have this machine. So it has two choices, either to touch the fire or touch the water. Now first, what it does, it goes on and touch the fire. So because of that, it gets some burning sensation. Now it has only other option, that is to touch the water. So when it touches the water, it gets some reward. So because of that, it'll understand that it does not have to touch fire ever again. So let us move forward and understand when we have machine learning, why do we need deep learning? Now the first limitation is high dimensionality of the data. Now the data that is now generated is huge in size. So we have a very large number of inputs and outputs. So due to that, machine learning algorithms fail. So they cannot deal with high dimensionality of data or you can say data with large number of inputs and outputs. Now there's another problem as well in which it is unable to solve the crucial AI problems which can be natural language processing, image recognition and uh, things like that. Now one of the biggest challenges with machine learning models is feature extraction. Now let me tell you what are features. So in statistics, we consider features as variables, but when we talk about artificial intelligence, these variables are nothing but the features. Now, what happens because of that, the complex problems such as object recognition or handwriting recognition becomes a huge challenge for machine learning algorithms to solve. Now, let me give you an example of this uh, feature extraction. Suppose if you want to predict that whether there'll be a match today or not. So it depends on our various features. It depends on the whether the weather is sunny, whether it is windy, all those things. So we have provided all those features in our data set, but we have forgot one particular feature that is humidity. And now our machine learning models are not that efficient that they will automatically generate that particular feature. So this is one huge problem or you can say limitation with machine learning. Now obviously we have limitation and it won't be fair that if I don't give you the solution to this particular problem. So we'll move forward and understand how deep learning solves these kind of problems deep learning models are capable to focus on the right features by themselves, requiring little guidance from the programmer. So with the help of little guidance, what these deep learning models can do, they can generate their features on which the outcome will depend on. And at the same time, it also solves the dimensionality problem as well. If you have very large number of inputs and outputs, you can make use of a deep learning algorithm. Now, what exactly is deep learning? Again, since we know that it has been evolved by machine learning and machine learning is nothing but a subset of artificial intelligence, 
And the idea behind artificial intelligence is to imitate the human behavior. The same idea is for the deep learning as well, is to build learning algorithms that can mimic brain. Now, let us move forward and understand deep learning, what exactly it is. Now, the deep learning is implemented with the help of neural networks. And the idea or the motivation behind neural networks are nothing but neurons. What are neurons? These are nothing but your brain cells. So we'll move forward and understand what are deep networks. So basically deep learning is implemented by the help of deep networks and deep networks are nothing but neural networks with multiple hidden layers. So we'll move forward and I'll give you some applications of deep learning. So here are a few applications of deep learning. It can be used in self-driving cars. So you must have heard about self-driving cars. So what happens? It'll capture the images around it. It'll process that huge amount of data and then it'll decide what action should it take. Should it take left, right? Should it stop? So accordingly, it'll decide what action should it take. And that will reduce the amount of accidents that happens every year. Then when we talk about voice control assistance, I'm pretty sure you must have heard about Siri. All the iPhone users know about Siri, right? So you can tell Siri whatever you want to do. It'll search it for you and display for you. Then when we talk about automatic image caption generation, so what happens in this, whatever image that you upload, the algorithm is in such a way that will generate the caption accordingly. So for example, if you have say blue colored eyes, so it will display a blue colored eye caption uh, at the bottom of the image. Now when I talk about automatic machine translation, so we can convert English language into Spanish, similarly Spanish to French. So basically automatic machine translation, you can convert one language to another language with the help of deep learning. And these are just few examples guys. There are many, many other examples of deep learning. It can be used in game playing. It can be used in many other things. Thank you and have a great day.